It's the Urban Parlay with your host, Sandra DuBose. Vibe with the tribe that'll take your stress away. Right here on the Urban Parlay. Bonjour and welcome to the Urban Parlay podcast. And I am your host, Sandra DeBose, and I have my trusty co-host, Terrence Staten in the house. What's up, Terrence? What's up? Happy New Year to everyone. Hopefully you had a COVID-free holiday season. You can say that again. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I am doing well. I'm so excited to be back on the show. Yeah, we're excited to have you back. You know, 2022, you guys got to forgive me. I'm still feeling like I'm moving in slow motion, right? Like, you know, there's like all this energy around the new year, like, yeah, we're going to hit the ground running. And I feel like a little turtle. I'm just like, wait a minute, what are we doing? What year? <laughs> What's today? I'm just still trying to remember to put 2022 on, on my dates when I sign stuff like mm. Hold up, guys. Give me a minute. Still trying to wrap my head around this brand new year and what that means for me and what we want that to look like. How's your new year been going so far? So far, so good. Um, just started the fast, okay. you know, like millions of people around the world. You know, right. we do about 21 day fast. And um, in the last show, I talked about as far as I'm concerned just reflecting, you know, taking some time out, just journaling my thoughts, Mm -hmm. um, getting the word in me for this year. Um, The biggest thing for me is I'm learning how to just slow down. Yes. And it's funny, you just said, you know, you're moving like a turtle and, you know, things is kind of moving a little bit slow. It's the same for me. You know, I have this uh, antsiness right now because I feel like, okay, I got to get this done. I got to do this. I got to start that for the year gotta make sure this happens you know for the quarter sure. but that hasn't been the case <laughs> you know work has been very quiet right and i'm just like what is this i think you know so it's almost like, go ahead I'm yeah go ahead uh-huh I no i said it's almost like god is purposely trying to slow me down yeah so i can take this time you know this time to reflect Yes. And the last show we talked about COVID-19, how it just kind of changed some things. It and I think that truth still resonates with me today. It's that it's still slowing us down, you know. Yeah. So I definitely agree with you 100 percent This has been a slow start to the year, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's not a bad thing at all. I think it's important that we be intentional and reflective. And I think we scared, yo, because 2021 put a hurting on us. In 2020, it slapped us mm. in the mouth a little bit. So we just like, yeah. 2022, you, you going to be all right? We good? Can I come out? <laughs> <laughs> no, we can't, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm going to tell you how bad it is that I have nine family members that came down with COVID really? already. I mean, going into the, you know, the new year. Oh, wow. Wow. I'm sorry. So it's... <laughs> they're okay they're dealing with it yeah. mild cases but yeah. still you know yeah it's real so it's, it's scary. It's real. 
Yeah, yeah, we scared. Yeah. We scared. We a little scared. You know what I'm saying? We done lost Betty. We done lost Sydney. We like, yeah, um, 2022. Don't give me some... Come on, man. Don't, don't do us like that again, man. Don't do us like that. <laughs> don't get don't get me started with Betty. You know, I was a huge Betty White fan. Were you? Were you? Love Betty. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. She's just, she's just, I don't know. She was just the coolest, funniest, like whatever role she was <laughs> in. She embodied it, you know, and we just enjoyed her humor, her spirit, and she will absolutely be missed. You know, it was just, I don't know, but I mean, 99, we can't be mad. What a wonderful legacy. What a wonderful life. We we could only ask to have as much or at least half of the life that she had lived with that type of impact that the whole world, she made the whole world smile. You know what I mean? So it's definitely bittersweet because we all got to leave here at some point, you know? That's true. Somebody asked me, if you had your choice to meet any celebrity, because I'm a huge Taji fan too. I love Taji. Okay. But I would much rather meet Betty. Who's Taji? Who's Taji? Not Taji. What's, how do you pronounce her name? Taraji. Mm -hmm. uh, Taraji. Taraji. Is that right? <laughs> Make sure you edit that out. <laughs> no, I'm leaving it. Taraji, you see how he do you? He say he love you, girl, but he ain't even get your name right. I'm just saying. You know, Taraji. <laughs> she's a homegirl, too. She is. Do you know her personally? No, I don't, but uh -oh. she's a homegirl and uh, love her. Okay, cool. But if I had my choice, it'd be better. It'd be Betty. Betty, It'd be Betty. I, I mean, I just love Betty, right? It's just something about Betty. I'm it's just so like... funny. Yeah, but we cannot talk about Betty without talking about the power of Sydney Portier. Like, what are we yeah, talking about? Like, absolutely. the absolute man on so many levels. And, you know, just as an activist, as an actor, what mm. a legacy. And I mean, on his shoulders as artists we stand, you know, for a lot of the doors that he's opened for us. So much love, rest in peace, rest in power. Absolutely. King. Rest in power. Yeah. Rest in power. Both of them. Absolutely. He definitely paved the way for so many of our actors, even still today. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Generation. Yeah. So That's absolutely. Cool. I put uh, Cicely Tyson in that same category as well. Definitely. So, yeah. So many of our uh, kings and queens that have really, um, had such a huge impact that it leaves us with that same call and charge. How are you going to impact the world? What is your legacy going to be? What are they going to say about you when it's time for you to go? Which is a big part of what we like to talk about here on the Urban Parlay podcast is to kind of keep that in the forefront of our minds, us that are 40 and over, you know, it's time, it is high time for us to get into it. Whatever that thing is, whatever your dream is, Whatever it is that you've always wanted to pursue, it's not too late to really go for the gusto and to make your mark on the world. And so we want to be able to be a source of inspiration for you in the conversations that we're going to be having um, this year, especially. Um, this particular conversation, so uh, Terrence and I, and Terrence, I just feel like you need a nickname like you know, what I'm going to call you, Mr. T and Sandra D. I mean, what are we doing? I feel like we need to, we need some names up in here. <laughs> well, you know, I'm always Mr. T. I'm always T. Okay. Um, my wife 
calls me Silk. Oh, uh, that's her my name. My mom calls me Torres. That's my middle name. Okay, got you. But T seems to be the most consistent. All right, T. T and Sandra D. How's that? Because you know, my there you mom, go. They call me Sandra D. You know what I'm saying from the Boogie Down Bronx. So why don't we do that, T? Okay, the Boogie Down. That's exactly right. And Sandra D. So. So T and I were talking and we were going over all of these different topics that we'd love to be able to discuss. Oh, we should do an episode about this, about that, and all of the different um, professionals that we want to get in on conversations to come. And then we brought up the topic of alone versus lonely. And that's like, I just, this is all very, I'm being very transparent. And just very honest, because I know that what I feel, I'm not the only one who is wrestling and challenged with the feeling, these different feelings, right? So we talked about talking about alone versus lonely. And I said, well, you know, um, I felt like, you know, Terrence is, he's happily married for, to my beautiful friend, Tiffany, for over 21 years. Um, I am happily divorced after a marriage of 21 years. Um, so I'm in a single space, having been married and now living alone and still adjusting and all of that kind of stuff. And so I'm the one who's dealing with this new chapter in my life of being alone and dealing with feelings and bouts of loneliness. And how do you maneuver through that? All of these different new feelings that you go through. And so I, when, when we talked about it originally, I was like, Terrence, I don't think that you should be a part of this conversation because, you know, you don't understand you're happily married. So what do you know about being lonely and this, that, and the third. And he just was like, okay, okay, no problem. You know, whatever you feel, but I have to tell you, I started to sit with that thing, that conversation that we had, Terrence. And I really started to go before God in prayer time for me around this topic of loneliness, of being alone and all of these different things. And I have to admit to you that I was absolutely convicted in my spirit when I thought about, you know, it, the, the, what came to me was how dare I say he can't give input on something just because he's not experiencing it in this moment, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, what is, then what is wisdom? Do you only gain wisdom only after, do you have to experience every single tragedy in order for you to be able to, to speak wisely about what is and what is not, you know? Mm -hmm. So it was just kind of like, you know, there are times where, you know, it's helpful for someone who has walked that path and understands the, the, the nuances of those emotions, but the, but that does not mean you cannot, it's not fair to discount someone and their wisdom and their input when just because they have not been there specifically. So I, first of all, wanted to apologize to you um, for just saying, no, you don't know anything about this. <laughs> you know, I was personal, personalizing it. I was sitting in my pain. I was nursing the pain to say, Oh, that's mine. And you're happy. So you don't, you don't get to talk about this deep thing that I'm going through because you're not in it with me. And God really convicted me big time. Like you sound crazy. Does that mean that every pastor or teacher who teaches 
and inspire someone about something has to walk down that specific path in order to bring valuable information about it. No, that was silly. So I'm sorry, publicly. Okay, I still look, I still love you. <laughs> I know, no doubt. Thank you for that. But I appreciate the apology. Yeah, yeah. I was like, that was that was rude, Sandra. And it was all just, it was my stuff. And so what I wanted to do to d- today was to talk about loneliness and talk about being alone. So here's the truth about it. You know, we're in January. And for those of us who are in our singles, single season, I'll call it that a single season. The, the holidays are hard, point blank period, right? Whether you are in a relationship and you ain't you don't like that relationship it's not going the way you want it to go or maybe you're not in a relationship you're just like you know kind of grinching like by humbug there will be no mistletoe (laughs) there will be no fireplace and you know getting all cuddled up and all that kind of stuff you know everybody's in a different place and so sometimes the holidays can be really really hard and for those of us that are in our single season it can be especially challenging seeing all these families and couples booed up and what he get you, what she give you and all of this kind of stuff, right? Then we come into the new year and we automatically hit with, oh, Valentine's Day. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> now it's all about, you know, finding love for that. So these, it's a very, very challenging time is my point. And so I really began to do a deeper dive and started to open myself up to different ministers and different um, subject matter experts on the, on the a topic of loneliness and being alone. And there was one preacher in particular, and, you know, whatever your faith is, you know, it, it really doesn't matter because when you hear the truth and you hear something that resonates and, and soothes your soul, it doesn't matter what you call it, you know, whether it's a Buddhist or whatever, you know, whether it's Muslim, it doesn't matter. It's really just truth. And here's something that was brought to me in my time of prayer. And I started to seek out God's wisdom on this topic. And one of the things that it was actually Pastor Jerry Flowers Jr. You could look him up. He's a really, um, I'm really enjoying his ministry personally and getting a lot of great wisdom from it. And he Mm -hmm. said, the cure for loneliness is not company. It's calling. And it really made me think about what that feels like. You know, the truth of the matter is, and Terrence, you can back me up on this. Even when you're in a relationship, you can still feel lonely. And so if the cure for loneliness was company, really and truly, then nobody would feel lonely inside of a relationship. Can you talk about your thoughts about that, Terrence? The cure for loneliness is not company, it's calling. It's the calling on your life. What are your thoughts about that? Yeah, I think it takes a focus, uh, a discipline of some sort to really carry out your call. Yeah. Um, If you're that person who says, hey, I get my fulfillment from God. Yeah. You know, God is my refuge. He is my power source. Mm-hmm. then you won't feel lonely because God will always fill that void, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, for you. Yeah. But if you're somebody like yourself, who's been married for 21 years and you've grown accustomed yeah. 
to having a partner, a life partner. Right. And now that's gone. How do you adjust? How do you adjust? How do you adjust? Yeah, that's a great question. And it's hard, mm -hmm. especially when you want to be domesticated. You yeah. want to be in a relationship. Right, right, right. You know, when you first got married, you pretty much made a vow. Yeah. To give your full being to this person. Sure. So what do you do with that feeling of disappointment and letdown? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's even worse because you don't have any control over it. You don't. You don't. Because when you have standards, you know, I mean, let's let's keep it real. If it was just about company, if it was just about finding someone to be entertained by, there's an app for that. <laughs> keep it real. Okay, there is an app for that. And right. if you're willing to lower your standards and just for the sake of having somebody smiling in your face or texting you or whatever, they may not be the caliber that you want, but you could find somebody, <laughs> a woman who's decent enough looking can go out and find someone. It ain't that hard to just find someone to keep you entertained. You know what I mean? Please, you know, a man would love to come and sit up in my house, drive my car, eat my food, lay up with me and for free. Oh, it's easy. Come on now. That easily find that. But if we're talking about really being in relationship with someone who is your equal, right, who vibrates on the same level that you do, who is really bringing something to the table, who's matching your energy. Well, now that's going to take a little bit more. <laughs> You got to wait, wait, wait. We got, you know what I mean? It's going to take more and it's really difficult and you have to be willing to wait in order for you to find what it is that you really want. And so- And that's the key. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Is the wait. The wait, yeah. Are you willing to put that on pause? Yeah. Get yourself together. Get yourself Enjoy together. being just with you. Yeah. And living life. Yeah. Before God brings you another. And that's how it works. You know, sometimes from what I've been told, mm -hmm. is when that person is at that point in their life where everything is good. Yeah. Sure, they can be involved with somebody, but they're not tripping. Mm -hmm. They love in life, they accomplish, they're traveling the world, they're meeting interesting people. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're accomplishing their goals. They just at a high. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, out the blue, Right. Here's that someone right. that grabs your attention. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. But oftentimes we're not patient enough because us being lonely makes it necessary for us to want to be with somebody. Sure. Again, you said earlier, you know, Valentine's Day mm -hmm. reminds you you don't have anybody. <laughs> 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 right, exactly. You know, you, yeah. you're stuck with eating chocolates and God knows what. Yes, right. As a replacement to get over that hump, those emotions of feeling like, oh, yeah. I just hate the fact that yeah. I am lonely mm -hmm. and I don't have anyone special in my life. And I have friends sure. who are dating, they doing well. Right. You know, my parents have been married for 30 plus years and they're going on strong. So you have all these examples around you that it could work. Sure. Right. It happens. Yeah. It's not happening for me. So now what is wrong with me? Yeah. It, it, it makes you it makes you ask 
that question a lot of times, but here's the other layer that's happening in this time of our lives right now in 2022 and the things that we're dealing with in the world. You know, especially as women of color, I find it very challenging because it's one of the things that gives me solace is that I'm not out here by myself, which is why I'm talking about this today. I know that my story is the same story for a lot of powerful, beautiful, eligible, like awesome women that I know personally that are having the same difficulty in not just finding somebody, but finding the one, someone that they really feel like, you know, compliments them and is a good partner for them. And there's a lot of reasons for that, you know, but, you know, when you get to be our age, a lot of men are married. And then those that are not, are not really interested in settling down. And then you, then you have those that are really not qualified, you know, they don't have it together. And so the pickings are very, very small in terms of the caliber of men that we're looking for. And so it, it forces us to be in this single season much longer than we would prefer to. But then in order to, if you, if you allow yourself to be, to entertain people that are not what you really want, you'll miss out on the potential to be available and ready for the one that could be actually the one. Yeah, it's, it's tough. Um, it's a very tough scenario to be in. Yeah. I think uh, the other layer to it, and it's more a question. Um, I haven't been single since 19. <laughs> okay, okay, right. <laughs> so I don't know what it's like in the single world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But oftentimes I beg the question, what's happening with the dynamics between male and female? Mm -hmm. Where is the disconnect? What is getting lost in translation? Right. You have so many successful, beautiful in and out women. Yeah. Single. Yeah. Ready for marriage and preparing yeah. for marriage. Right. So what is going on with our men? That's my question to you. I want I want you, <clears throat> honestly, to talk to speak to what you see from the outside looking in in terms of what you're finding with your brothers, your peer group, in terms of their availability and their mindset. What do you what can you assess? Because you think differently, which is why <clears throat> I really wanted you to partner with me on this initiative, because. I, we need to hear more men that have the, the voice and the clarity and the maturity and the God sense of godliness that you have. And so what did you, what do you see happening with your peers? And let me go ahead and preface my answer with this. I'm going to start with a disclaimer. I'm go not on. speaking for all men. Okay, of course <laughs> not. Right. Of course not. <laughs> Uh, I don't want people trying to, you know, hunt me down, say, Terrence, you know, yeah. I disagree. You know, you were speaking in absolutes and right, right, right. No. all men are not the same. Yes, Absolutely. I do know that. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. But in my experiences, uh, there are men who are just not ready. Yeah. Um, as far as maturity. Mm -hmm. uh, marriage scares them. Okay. Because it requires a lot of them. When you're talking about the give and take, mm -hmm. the compromising, the negotiating, 
you know, the sacrifice. Yeah. And be willing to be uncomfortable and communicate, you know, who you really are inside. Yeah. Communication has always been a struggle for men because black men, let me say black men. Mm -hmm. uh, many of us struggle with communication because it wasn't cool to bear our soul sure. to women. Right. We always had to put on this very tough exterior. You've not been given permission to do so. We've not been given permission. And then on top of that, we haven't had healthy role models consistently in the house that, part. that says, mm -hmm. hey, it's okay to cry. Yeah. It's okay to have emotion. Mm -hmm. It's okay to be upset. Mm -hmm. But if you're anybody like me, I practice how to exhort. Okay. I could put on a poker face. I could be feeling, I could be upset, but on the exterior, you would never know. Is that right? You would never know. Not when I was young. Okay. So, you know, I had girlfriends say, you know, Terrence, why are you so, I forgot the word I used to use back when we were kids. Nonchalant but, or? No, nah, you can say nonchalant. Okay. Or reserve. Okay. You know, you don't, mm -hmm. yeah, you don't really express. Ah. You know your feelings. Okay. And I didn't see anything wrong with that. Hmm. They did, but I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you know, I I used to say to them, "Well, why you need to know what's on my mind? <laughs> why do you? Why don't you just Why don't you just enjoy that I'm here <laughs> and we're having a good time? Why Why you gotta be so deep? Why you gotta be so deep? Why, Why you gotta be so deep, girl? Wow. We're just having a good time. Mm. You know? Wow. But did they say, well, I just feel like I can't really connect with you or I can't really get to know you. Yeah. If you're not showing me who you are. Okay. And you couldn't but get see, that in. <laughs> well, I was immature. Wow. And I wasn't wise enough to understand that what I was really doing is putting up walls. Okay. okay. Because in the back of your mind, you tell yourself, does she really know who I am? Well, if she see my imperfections, mm -hmm. or if I talk too much or too long, maybe she hear me stumble some words. Maybe I come off sounding stupid and uneducated, right? So we would much rather play it cool, wow. play it safe. Play it safe than to expose ourselves in that manner. Yeah, sure. Some of it is, again, the work that it takes mm -hmm. to give yourself to a woman. Because, you know, men and women, we process moments differently. Sure. Men are more factual, practical. Yes, yeah. Women can be more emotional. Absolutely. And that's not a bad thing. Right. It's about balance each other out. Right. Mm -hmm. They're both strengths. Yeah. But when you have two immature people in love not understanding those strengths, right. and you forever getting this, clash. you know, sure. this clash, this seesaw yeah. battle going on, and you love each other, you care for each other. Right. But what gets lost in translation is the authentic you. Yeah. Because from the male side, I don't want to share with you who I really am because I really don't like myself. Mm. 
I don't like myself. I don't like myself or I just feel like I'm incapable of giving you what you deserve. Okay. So to avoid that thinking that says to yourself, you know, I just not good enough for her. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm ever going to be good enough for her. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's an education thing. Maybe because she has a degree, master's, PhD, you don't. Right, right. You don't have any. Right. So maybe you feel like you're not even on her level. Okay. Or maybe you feel like she's going to hurt you first. So you'd much rather end it before she ends it. Okay. Just so you can safeguard your heart and your emotions. See, the thing about men, we only have to have our heart broken one time. <laughs> that's, it. that's it. That's all. I'm done. I'm done with it. One time. Okay. It's, it's always, I don't care who you talk to in life, age group, every man has that one woman. That one woman. Usually it's that high school love. Okay. Okay. Or that first, you know what I mean? That first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. And I don't care how many years go by, you remember how things happen between you and your first. Sure, sure. Your first love. Mm -hmm. Because you gave yourself, or at least most of yourself, into the relationship. Right. Only for you two to have a nice breakup. Yeah. And then things, you know, words get exchanged. She says some things about you. You might know it's true a little bit, mm. but part of you don't want to accept it. Yeah. She's hurt because you're not the man that she thought you were. Yeah. And again, we just have this battle of the sexist thing going on. And so what say you of, you know, you had mentioned that your your parents have been married for over 30 years. No, not my parents. Not your parents. Uh, my parents were never married. Oh, okay. Got you. Uh I didn't meet my father until I was, what, 17? Oh, okay. So okay. I grew up in a single family household. Understood. But my grandparents were, okay, 50 plus years. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So what to say you, because, you know, that's a common story too, you know, not having that structure and those examples in the house, you know, when it comes to teaching a man how to be a husband and that it is okay to have one woman <laughs> right when when it's usually the opposite we you know you get the coupon you a man you know you're supposed to you know as long as you take care of your house you can have a little something over here a little something over here just keep it clean you know what I mean? it's a whole different mindset so can you talk a little bit about that you know in terms of coming into a marriage with all of these other filters about how do I show up to be a husband and just learn how to love just that one woman? Well, I think two things have to happen is you have to listen. You have to listen. You have to listen and you have to pay attention. Okay. Um, everyone has love languages that they speak. Mm -hmm. You heard about the four love languages. Of course. Five. It is five. I'm sorry. So you're missing out on a love language. <laughs> I have love lunches, okay? <laughs> and um, when you don't take those into consideration, um, 
when your spouse is unhappy or unfulfilled or just unsatisfied, usually it's because they feel like this person is not taking the time to care for them properly. To learn how to love me. And that was a struggle that Tiffany and I had early on in our marriage. Right. Now, you know, I'm three and a half years younger than Tiffany. Are you? Okay. Um, Yeah, I was, uh, I think I was, what, 22, 23 when when we married. Tiffany was about 26. Okay. So, you know, there's a learning curve for me. Mm -hmm. Again, I didn't go up with a father in a household. Right. Although my grandfather married to my grandmother for 50 years, but, you know, they were long distance. Okay. So, you know, I didn't see them often. And we didn't have those conversations. I don't think my grandfather ever sat me down and said, hey, son, Mm. you know, let me share some things with you because you're at that age where you need to understand some things about the female species. Sure, and how to be a husband. How to be a husband is more than just providing with the monies, the financial. It's, It's bigger than that. It's more than that. It's more than that. And I had to learn, you know. Now, luckily, the church that we went to, the Soul Factory, which is based in uh, Maryland. Right. uh, Pastor Deron Cloud and Jill. Pastor Deron and Jill Cloud. uh, They were huge on real relationships. Okay. uh, Real as in real, authentic relationships. Right. Take all the lies out of it. Take all the facade, take everything out of it. Mm-hmm. Be completely naked mm-hmm. in front of your spouse. Right. Whatever your secrets are, whatever you've been holding on to, you need to be able to share that with your spouse and be comfortable doing it. Right. Even when you're not comfortable. Right. You have to create a safe space for each other to be that vulnerable. And so I think many people go into marriage mm-hmm. with so much baggage. Indeed, yeah. You know, they didn't process some traumas. Yeah. They didn't process some things that they went through. Right. They bring in all these emotions into their marriage. Mm-hmm. So again, you have this clash. You know, the wife is not understanding the husband the way that he processes, the way he thinks. Right. They both have some areas of anger that they've never dealt with. So whenever they do confront, it's always the yelling battle going back and forth. Sometimes it gets physical. Sure. You know, we talk about triggers because you did not uh, get healing in certain areas. So if your husband does or says something that reminds you of a past boyfriend or maybe something your father or your parents did in the past to you, you blow up. Right. Yeah. And so now you have all this... uh, toxic behavior going on between you mm-hmm. and that be the thing that continues to keep that wedge that separation mm-hmm. you got your guards up you know it might not be physical all the time but in the spiritual realm you always sucker punching each other yeah wow mm-hmm. hence why the divorce numbers continue to go up yeah because we have yet to understand again how we process as individuals right why we process the way we do and how do we improve in the areas where we need to so that one we can be emotionally functional Mm -hmm. to be in a healthy relationship 
Right. Most of the time, people just say, hey, I love you. I've been with you for a few years. Girl, let's get married. <laughs> right. Right. That's all. You know, you know, just that like, simple. <laughs> it's that simple. Girl, I love you. Right, right, right. As if love is enough. Right. So, yes, yeah, so I think that's uh, part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, um, you know, there's so much. I think sometimes when we go through so much in relationships, that's another thing that deters people from really wanting to get back into another long-term committed relationship. So I think, you know, as a single woman and dealing with men of our age range, you know, that's part of it too. People have been burnt and they're like, been there, done that, got the t-shirt, not doing that no more. You know, let's keep it casual. I'm not, in, you know, you lose money, you know, there's issues with, you know, children, child support, like it gets really, really intricate. And so by the time you get to be, you know, where we're at, you might just be completely spent and just over the whole ideal of, you know, this beautiful committed relationship. It seems like it's just easier for people to just kind of, you know, hey, I'll date you for a while. When you get on my nerves, I'll ghost you. Bye-bye. You know, let's, let's keep it simple. You know what I mean? So I say all that to say as women, you know, it's very, it's a very interesting time in our culture because we can't find men where we, where we may want to still be married, be committed. Um, you know, some of us who have not had the opportunity to become a mother still have that desire. Clock is ticking. I mean, it's a lot and we're not finding the partners. And so there's so many of us that are out here trying to figure out how do we do life? alone in this season and you know part of it too is like the like the quote that I said the cure for loneliness is not company it's calling it's about being intentional what I've learned here's what I've learned about it because I'm in it I'm still growing and 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 I have to admit I wouldn't sign up for it you know because at the end of the day most people don't like to be alone you know you hear you know the scripture talks about you know God made Eve, it's not good for man to be alone. Well, it ain't good for a woman to be alone either. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We, that was not God's intention. And it is okay. And it is by design as human beings for us to desire connection. And yes, there's God and the whole spiritual piece of it. But God can't spoon with me in the middle of the night. I mean, can we keep it real? You know, you can't, God can't take me out to the Ruth Chris on my birthday and pay for my meal and open up my car door buy me some flowers and a nice little tennis bracelet. I'm just saying, I'm just putting in my order. I'm just, saying, <laughs> that's all I'm asking for. You know what I'm saying? Take yeah. me off a nice little weekend staycation or vacation. What? I'm just saying, let's keep it real. God, we've got the spiritual aspect and then we've got the natural needs as well. So yeah, you want to be finna, touched. Yes. What we finna do about that? You know, God can't come and just, hug me and he ain't got the beard that I could just cuddle all up in there like this here. <laughs> right. So there's still that desire, right? So we have that spiritual aspect that we have to use that as that we, we, it makes us aware of what's the bigger picture here. So we are experiencing these things in our human flesh and our emotions but if we can understand the move of God and what he's really doing, there is this period where we have to learn how to suffer just a little bit, where it's refining us, where it may be 
absolutely uncomfortable and not preferred. However, in that process, because we're being refined in it, there is some growing, there is some stretching, there is some developing that is happening. So my, my word to, to those ladies or even men that might be in this season of singleness is that don't discount this season and don't curse it either because God is not angry with you, but he is intentional about getting you to be ready. Now you may think you're ready because, you know, just like you have an itch, you initially, you, you just want to scratch it, but you can't. Sometimes you got to let it itch because if you scratch it, you only going to make it worse. So, but if you can learn how to discipline yourself to sit in that sensation, and although it's uncomfortable, trust that it is healing. And for you not to scratch it is actually the better thing because you want that instant gratification of scratching it so you can feel better right now, but then you're going to make things worse. So when you understand what's happening in your body, when you understand the move of God in the season that you're in, you can appreciate it even though it is uncomfortable. And so while we are waiting, while we are sitting here in these moments of uncomfort, what could you be doing with yourself to fill that time? What is it that God wants to say to you? When he's, when he's got you alone in this place and you, you don't want, those things don't satisfy anymore. You don't want to go on Tinder. You don't want to just go out to the to club or to this. None of that even makes sense anymore. So you have to learn how to be still and be with yourself. What is God really saying to you? And what you'll realize is that when you're not running around chasing behind some fool or texting with somebody who's of no, of no, really, it's just a waste of time because you know they're not qualified. What could you be really doing with that time? Pouring that time into your dreams, into the vision, into the things that you really want to be doing for yourself. And it's a discipline. One of the greatest things I just heard recently, I love the way that it was worded. You know, when it talked about, it was about a passage about self-love. And self-love looks like parenting yourself. It's not just all about bubble baths and lavender essential oils and candles. It is about parenting yourself to say, sit your tail down, put that damn phone down. You don't need to be talking to that person. Sit down, get in the word or study what it is you're supposed to be working on. Start doing the research on the vision that you really want to bring man manifest. That's what it takes. It's the discipline. That's what self-love looks like. And, I, and, and what you learn when you sit and you learn how to do that for yourself, over time, you realize how stronger, how much wiser, how much work that you have. I have absolutely grown. Even if I didn't want to, I can't deny. I'm on a whole nother level with stuff right now. And when you learn how to enjoy your own company and enjoy your solitude, and you know that you know how to just be at peace with yourself, you're not going to be so quick to just give up that serenity for any old Joe Schmo from Kokomo. Because I'm good with my wine and, and everything I've created for myself. And if you can't match that and make it even better, then what I need you for? Why would I settle when I've learned how to master myself and my peace and my joy? And when you have that kind of happiness, and that inner strength, then how much more value do you have to add to somebody else's life? When that person does come into your life, come on now, we're doing big things because I'm good. I don't need you to complete me. I've done my work. 
And so therefore we don't have to revisit, you know, a lot of the things that we've been through already because we have not healed ourselves. We're healed. So we can make new mistakes, but we ain't gonna make the same old one. So when someone wonderful comes into your life, you, the two of you having done your work on yourselves individually can then really create the healthy and happy relationship that both people are really looking for and deserve to have because you come equipped. So my question is, are you equipping yourself for that which you say you really want? And that equip, that, that season of being equipped comes in that season of your singleness. You got nothing but time, space, and opportunity to work on you and figure out what is my calling. And when you really tap into your purpose and your calling, what is it that God wants to do in you and through you? Your, your calendar is pretty full. Don't look like to me you got a whole lot of time for no foolishness, no way, because that is the most fulfilling thing to know that I'm on my I'm on my game. I'm doing my thing. I'm making moves. I'm making myself happy in a way that can't nobody. This joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. A man or a woman didn't give it to me. It's me being in, in partnership, oneness with my creator that I'm doing exactly what I was called to do. And that is the fulfillment. That is the cure for that lonely feeling, not just a physical body being in your space but knowing that you are really where it is that you're supposed to be. Those are the lessons that I've, I've learned in this season. And I'm excited about my next opportunity at love, which I know is coming because I know that God is making me so delicious that this next person will be like the happiest person in the entire world because I've done my work. I'm ready to love. I know how to love. I, I know what I did wrong and now I know how to do it right. And it's only waiting for the right person who's equally done their work. So I want to encourage those of you who may be resonating with this topic of alone versus lonely. You may be alone, but you really don't have to be lonely. It's all about your perspective. It's all about your understanding and seeing where God is taking you, what he's trying to do and saying yes to the assignment. But you could keep running if you want. You could keep swiping left because you're too scared to be alone, but you're going to miss it. That I know. That So I would like for you to expound on the difference between lonely and alone. Yeah. Somebody watching this show, like, well, I'm still kind of like not clear on what's the difference. Sure. So how would you define the two? So for me, being alone is the reality that you're not in relationship, right? So yeah. I am, you know, Valentine's Day is coming up, but that doesn't mean I have to get depressed about that because I'm not lonely or, or, you know, so, so stressed about not having romantic love. I'm alone in this season of my singleness, but guess what? I can still choose to turn up. I could go hang out with some girlfriends. We could go to a club or we could go out to dinner. We could, you know, I don't have to feel sad as if I'm missing out on something. I can lean into all of the love that surrounds me, being with my children, all of the, all the love that is everywhere, all the people that do love me and embrace that love. Hold on to what it is that you have. Enjoy what it is that you have. Whether that looks like Valentine's Day, I'm going to take myself to the spa and get a massage and get my mani-pedi. I'm loving on me in a good way. 
go out to dinner, get the meal that I want. I don't need, it doesn't have to look that way. Work with what you've got. And so I'm alone, but I'm not lonely. Lonely is then when you leaning into the sadness of wishing and feeling negative about the fact that there isn't that person there. Oh, I'm so lonely. Oh, it's just me. Woe is me. You know, and, and you, and, and it just, it's, it's, you got to get there, you know, because the world will tell you that you got to have somebody, right? You turn on the TV, whatever. Everything is like, bay this. Oh, you got to have, you got, wait a second. That's why our young people are rushing into relationships because they feel pressured that they, everybody got somebody. You know, the devil is a lie. You don't have to. You can enjoy being with yourself, being with your friends, being with your family and doing the things that you on your grind, working towards your goals. That is the most fulfilling thing in the entire world. More so than just sitting up there entertaining somebody really and truly you don't even like. And you don't even know if they really like you. Y'all just entertaining each other. You know what I'm saying? You get old enough, you get tired of that mess. If you ain't, if it ain't for real, then I don't want it. What are we doing? I don't need nobody just sitting on my couch looking up at me. And you don't even really, you know what I mean? You're not really invested. It's like when you really focus, you're trying to build, you're trying to go, you're trying to get someplace. You got to really pull that back. And only the people that vibrate on your level are allowed to come in. Mm-hmm. Everybody else, I ain't got time. You got to be more selective. So it just really depends on where you're at in your life. So I hope that that um, helps someone just know that you are not alone. There's so many of us that are going through it, but you can decide in 2022, am I going to be stressed out because I'm so lonely and I'm going to be sad, or I'm going to embrace this season of singleness, keep hope alive, trust and believe that one day that love will find you. Stay open to to receive it. Don't just close your, your, don't close the door on your heart. Keep your heart open and ready, but heal it so that when that love finds you, you will be able to receive love and you'll be able to give love and to cultivate a happy and healthy relationship. Maybe something you've never even been in before. So just enjoy being alone in this season and rock it out in a way that, hey, you know, I ain't stressing about it because your life is so rich and so full with so much love and so much gratitude. Be grateful for what you have. And um, mm. yeah, be grateful for what you have and wait for what you deserve. It's worth the wait. Yeah, you don't want to give your pearls to pigs. You don't want to cast your pearls to the swine. That is scripture. That's scripture. And it's true. It's, and haven't you done that already? How'd that work out yeah. for you? Mm. That work out for you. Not so good. <laughs> Not and so what good. I would challenge my brothers, mm-hmm. not all of you, I put that disclaimer out there again, I'm not speaking to everyone, okay? Yeah. But if you know this is you and you know deep inside yourself that you struggle with what I was talking about earlier. Okay. Just not feeling like you're enough. Mm-hmm. Maybe you fail at so many things. Maybe you don't have the degrees and masters and PhDs. Maybe you're not making six figures. Okay. And you really have a identity crisis 
as a result of that. So you've been putting on a lot of errors and you know you've been putting on this facade that you got it like that. Yeah. But inside you know you don't. Right. And maybe that's one of the reasons why you don't have long lasting relationships. Mm. Maybe it goes as far as the bedroom. You know, maybe it goes as far as maybe a couple dates here and there. Right. But you have a cutoff point. Every relationship you've been involved in is a cutoff point for you. Okay. Because somewhere inside of you say, I just don't think I can give, or I don't think I can measure up to what this woman actually deserves, Mm -hmm. needs, and wants from a male. Wow. I encourage you to, one, love yourself better. We're not perfect. We never will be. Right. You can always improve yourself. Every day you wake up in the morning, you have an opportunity to improve yourself. If you don't feel quite satisfied, you don't feel like you as accomplished as others, and maybe that's the reason why you're not in relationships. Maybe you settle for what we call the quick trip where we get a girl, we meet her, you know, maybe hang out for a couple months. Mm. Excuse my language, but it's real. Get the booty. Yeah. And once we get the booty, okay. Yeah. Maybe you reduce yourself to being that guy, but you know deep inside, your mother didn't raise you that way. You know your mama didn't raise you that way. Your mama didn't raise you. If somebody came and did your mama like that. Come on now. Or your sister. Imagine. Or your sister. Or your cousin. Or your daughter. That part. Especially your daughter. (laughs) That's another episode. Let's talk about daddies and daughters and examples. Oh, child, that's a good one. Go ahead. Yes. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> you know, cut the TV off. Stop listening to this music. Yeah, foolishness. All this influence coming into you about the trickums and, you know, get the pretty girl with the big booty and all that. You know what? That stuff is not, it's, it's unrealistic. And I feel sorry for girls who feel like in order for them to either capture man's attention, that they have to result to that. Yeah. They have to reveal more of their bodies just because they have to compete with yeah. Keisha over here. Yep. You both compete. Yeah. I see it every day in the gym when I work out. Okay. Compete. Trying to sit in front of you, trying to angle your body a certain way. Okay. Because you feel like you have to do that to get attention from a man. Wow. But that's our fault. Mm. That's us. That's on us. If our women feel like that they have to do those things, compromise themselves to deform deform their bodies to add pieces that God did not create. Right. (laughs) That part. That's our fault because we need to do a better job at setting an example of what a good man being led by God looks like and sounds like. Problem is oftentimes outside of church. Yeah. We don't see enough of that that modeling taking place in the community. Indeed. So we have to do a bad job as men to say, you know what? We got some areas that we need to mature in. We need to take our rightful place because God has given us the mantle to be the leadership of our homes, leadership of our family, our community. Mm -hmm. And we have to be a better model for our women 
especially our young daughters, our nieces, our cousins that look up and want to follow a strong alpha male who knows himself, who does right by people that does deep Buddhist and some sort of spiritual. Sure. Have principles, teachable. They want that. They're looking for that. And so we got to be more present. And so I just encourage, but I also challenge, if you know that's you and you just, you know you're dogging people, you're doing wrong by people, you're not treating your wife well, mm-hmm. not treating your girlfriend well, you know you're wrong, yeah. <laughs> but you're doing it anyway. Take the time to sit back and really evaluate what's going on inside you. Yeah. Why are you this way? Especially when you know this girl loves you. She wants to love you better. She's got your back. She's your road dog. And yet you still treat her like she's trash. You know, we, we got to stop that on any level. I don't care if you're 14, 15 years old and you got a little girlfriend mm-hmm. that just loves you to pieces, but you're just not quite respecting her like you should. Yeah. So that's my take, guys. Again, not to tear you down, not to make you feel bad. Mm-hmm. But let's keep it real. Yeah. Are you doing what you know you should be doing as a black male? Yeah. When it comes to one, uh, doing right by your wife, being the husband that she wants to marry and that she thought she was married. Mm-hmm. Are you that guy that just want to play the field? You know, you want to have different girls. Now I understand. You know, you kind of want to make sure that you're with the right person. So yeah, you're kind of interviewing people that's different mm-hmm. but you know if you're that person that's just laying your hat in different houses yes right <laughs> right 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 hurting girls left and right yeah if that's you then you got to figure out what's happening inside of you i say that again you got to figure out what is going on with you right. and be real honest with yourself and take the time to say okay i know it's wrong but why am i still doing this Especially when because, you're 40 and over. Like we, it's especially like, when you're 40 and over, absolutely. Because that's the audience we really, really want to make sure that we are um, reaching, you know, was, how, do we, how do we be our best selves in this season of our lives? You know, if you're 40 and over, all of that foolishness should have died down by now. I mean, if you didn't sow your royal oats by, by now, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, at, at this at this stage, you should be looking for something that has more depth than just, you know, women, it's enough of us hurting one another, using one another. It's time that we bring love back because the women, we need you. We need and you. I, and I would say to the women, because uh, you have baggage too. Oh, it's God. Not all just, it's not all just men. Lord, yes. Right? Goodness. So we really have to look at ourselves in the mirror. Oh, yeah. And really ask us that very calculated questions. Ask ourselves, Mm -hmm. right? Do I have some things in myself that I really need to work out? Sure. Do I have some anger issues? Mm -hmm. Maybe you were, you know, you were molested. Oh, yeah. Raped. You've been through some things. Oh, yeah. You never really got healing from that. Sure. sure. You just covered it up like a Band-Aid. Mm-hmm. Because we got a lot of angry people out here. And it's justified. Yeah. I understand it. Mm -hmm. I have anger issues in certain areas. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. The difference between me and you, though, is that I'm realizing that I have to move on being healed in those areas. I can't keep getting older, having the same arguments, having the same conflict, right. addressing things the same way because I don't like it. <laughs> right. I got to be able to confront that better. Mm -hmm. But anyway, that's my take. Yeah, that's a good take. That's a good take, Mr. T. Uh, <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think that we've covered that uh, pretty well. I hope that uh, you you were encouraged today. Um, if we said something that really resonated with you, I hope that you'll take it to heart. And I hope that you hear our heart and feel our heart for you because we're all going through the same things. And our mm -hmm. only intention is to create a forum where we can begin to unpack some things, really take a look at it collectively and say, how can we all raise our vibration? How can we be better? And that's what these conversations are for. So I want to thank you so much for taking the time to listen. I hope that you will share yes. the podcast with your friends, with your family. Tell them about the Urban Parlay. Tell them about Mr. T and Sandra D, you know, just chopping it up about things that matter. The things Absolutely. that matter. There's so many things that we waste so much energy on giving our attention to stupidity. And these are the things that matter, which would be you your heart, your mind, your mental health, and your future. It matters. It matters to us. And so, Mr. T, any class, any last words? Peace and blessings to you and your families. Until next time, my friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Peace and blessings. Um, we look forward to our next episode of the Urban Parlay. Au revoir. Peace out, y'all. Peace. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Urban Parlay podcast. If you have enjoyed this content, please go ahead and subscribe and then invite all your friends. Tell them to come hang out and vibe with your new tribe. If you would like to support with a donation, you can do so via Cash App at dollar sign Urban Parlay podcast and via PayPal at paypal.me forward slash Urban Parlay. Thanks. It's the Urban Parlay. Vibe with the tribe right here on the Urban Parlay.